It is Tuesday, January 12th, 2021. This is episode 120 of the Get After It podcast. This is the Get After It podcast, where young professionals, entrepreneurs, and action takers learn what it takes to be a high performer. This is more than a podcast. It's a movement. Now, let's get after it with your host, Aaron Griffin. All right, crew. So I had a chance to connect with a gentleman named Isaac Mashman, who's joining us here on the podcast. I'm going to roll the raw audio here in a moment with his uh, I, I gave him a fairly lengthy introduction. Tried to we tried to go through a little bit of his story, then we hit on really what I was curious to jam about. Which uh, he's in the PR business. He really helps uh, specifically influencers and brand anyone who's looking to grow their personal brand. He's huge in PR, and I was interested. We we really got I thought some pretty good golden nuggets out of this one. Um, and it was a lot of fun connecting with Isaac. <clears throat> Isaac's a young guy, but he's been in the space for a couple of years now, and he's uh, got some great, ex- great expertise. And it was a lot of fun not only connecting with him, but jamming with him on just some of the overall PR strategy. So I highly encourage you to make sure that you have a pen and paper. Hopefully, you'll be able to get some golden nuggets out of this if you're looking to leverage PR for either your personal brand or your business brand and to build influence or your business Ladies and gentlemen, Isaac Mashman, get episode or get after episode 120. And we should be good to go. Isaac, what is going on, man? I'm stoked to have you. Welcome in everybody here for episode number 120 of the Get After Podcast. Woo! Doesn't it feel good? It is a Monday. We got the second Monday right now of 2020. I'm jamming with the one and only Mr. Isaac Mashman. And let me pull up his bio here to give him a proper introduction here because we got a chance to get connected last week. Um, actually, maybe in the week before Isaac, but we were uh, kind of going back and forth. I'm really, I'm really stoked for two aspects. One, uh, to jam not only with our typical audience of the Get After podcast, mostly young professionals, young entrepreneurs who are looking to scale and grow and really looking for energy and optimism. You've got an awesome story, which we're going to get to in a moment, but we're also going to speak to, I think, just not only the my, my Facebook audience, our community at large, really talking about PR, which is, you know, I'm putting the cart way before the horse, but this is what your specialty is. So let me, let me hit his bio. Isaac Mashman, he's a businessman, a podcast host, and a public speaker. He's originally from uh, Jacksonville, Florida. He's hailing from a lower middle-class home. He grew up seeking lack and limitation. Uh, This upbringing was what eventually led him to the idea of entrepreneurship and his ability, really the ability to live in a a lifestyle of complete freedom. The opposite of what he once knew was the solution to his problems. Over the span of several years, he's near, he's, uh, what was it? Oh, over the span of several years and nearly a dozen uh, various business ideas, it was in 2020 that Isaac launched his company, Mashman Ventures, which is why we have him on today. It's a public relations firm that specializes in working with people who want to be followed in demand and respected to build their personal brands. Isaac's intention behind everything he does is to strive to live up to his potential while both documenting and demonstrating that it is in fact possible to go from nothing to a whole lot of something. I do want to say he's also, he is the host of the Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman, a business self-development podcast, which is available wherever you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify, go down the list. You can connect with Isaac everywhere, but most notably on the following platforms. I'm going to tag those on our uh, podcast once it uh, publishes. Isaac, I'm freaking stoked to have you here, man. What a what an intro there. I think I'm 
I think, I, I think I did okay. Kind of going through all that stuff, man. Cause you, you've been on a freaking awesome journey. We had a chance to catch up last week. Um, and I'm just stoked to bring you into the audience here. Talk about PR, talk about your story, man. You are incredibly well-spoken for your age and where you're going. You've had a lot of reps. I'm stoked, man, to have you on the podcast. Welcome to the get after pies, a podcast, Isaac. Aaron, my man, it is an absolute pleasure and uh, great to connect with you. You know, it's it's one of those examples of the people that you're connected with on Facebook. And it's like, you might see their face around, you might see their name around, and then you get to know them. And you're like, man, this is an awesome freaking individual. And so, man, I, I'm really grateful and blessed to be on the show. And, and you blew that bio out of the water. Um, That's phenomenal. So thank you, man. Kind mm. introduction. Hey, I appreciate you saying that. Hey, can you give us a little bit of the Reader's Digest, though, beyond the bio? Man, catch us up a little bit in your, your story, because it's uh, it's pretty cool bouncing around, you, you, bouncing around getting reps to where you're at today and the work you're doing today. I was just reading a couple of your articles earlier today, some stuff that you posted here. Mm -hmm. I'm stoked to really jog your mind in terms of PR and presenting yourself online and some of those things. But Let's scale back from there, man. Who is Isaac Mashman? What is the what is this what is this what is this dude? What is this guy doing? Give us a little bit of the <laughs> give us a little behind the curtain here. Yeah, man, for sure. I mean, I'm trying to build up something great. I'm trying to be well known. I'm trying to live a great life. I'm trying to live a great lifestyle. And uh, you know, I could start from the very beginning. Um, I'll kind of jam through it really, really quick, you know, for the sake of time, because you know, you could talk about your own journey for hours on end. But from Jacksonville, Florida, single mom. Um, she was single up until the time she was remarried when I was about eight or nine, but brilliant lady, but I watched her struggle most of my life. And uh, she's still struggling today. And that's part of the reason why I'm on the journey I am, uh, you know, went to, she went to school, got a bachelor's degree, um, you know, and then she ended up getting stuck into working at, you know, places that she didn't want to work at. And, you know, seeing that lack of money was a huge issue for me, um, you know, going to school with Walmart shoes, going to school and with thrift store clothes, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with it per se, but at the same time, when it when it hits your confidence, um, it causes pain. And I, you know, I saw a lot of people in my life have a lot of issues, and I recognized early on that a lot of those issues were caused because of the lack thereof. Um, you know, if money could literally solve most of these issues, and money isn't, you know, the root of everything. It's not happiness, but um, it makes the world go around. You know, that that's the one thing that keeps society in shape, keeps society sane, and. Uh, yeah, man. So I, I was raised with the mentality of go to school, get good grades, get a job, go to college. And that's exactly what I was going to do. You know, I'm not one of those entrepreneurs who uh, can say that I was a D or F student. Like I was a straight A student. I had one C in my entire life. And that was like the end of the freaking world. Like I had to go to tutoring so I could get that C up. Um, other than that, man, you know, my senior year in high school, I was going through a lot of issues. And uh, I was always that rebellious kid. This isn't something I really touched on. But for being that straight A student, I also had that like rebellious, like go against everything um, mentality. And I had a couple entrepreneurial ventures, like doing a lawnmower business, like lawn mowing business. I had a trailer attached to the back of my bike. I would covered an entire neighborhood one time with flyers, um, that kind of thing. But not like I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know the actual title behind it. And uh, my senior year of high school had some family issues going on. And uh, I was really struggling, really stressed out. And it was when I was supposed to go off to college. You know, everybody's looking for colleges to go to. And I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna go to college, but for what? You know, I bounced around from wanting to do engineering to NCIS because I absolutely love the show, you know, the, the crime investigative service of the Navy, you know, the TV show. Um, and then I, I was like, I'm gonna go to college for marketing. And then I'm like, and then what? There's this question that, you know, we're raised to go to college, but at the same time, we have no guidance as to what happens after college. They just expect us to just have this golden thing of go to college, wind up in debt, and then, okay, what, 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 what next, you know, and 
um, you know, to, to no blame, like a lot of, a lot of times our parents don't know what they're doing themselves. And, um, CMN, I got involved with the industry of network marketing through chance on, on social media. I was introduced, introduced to some people. I saw some entrepreneurs really succeeding, um, you know, 21 year old kids making $10,000 a month. I'm like, man, that's more than my mom makes. It's more than anybody my family's ever made. So why don't I do that? And then, you know, over the span of the past three years, that was back in 2017, going into 2018, I graduated then. Um, you know, I just got in, into network marketing. I got out of it, got back involved with it, had some really phenomenal mentorship and experiences and uh, tried a bunch of different businesses. But what I was doing all along, you know, I never got far in any of the businesses. The current business I'm in is the, the business that I'm the farthest along in. Um, but I recognized that I enjoyed building up brands, personal brands. And although I didn't necessarily know what I was doing, I knew that I was you know, an entrepreneur, you know, put entrepreneur in the bio, but I was figuring myself out. I was figuring out my passions. I was figuring out, you know, my strengths, my weaknesses and uh, experiencing life. You know, um, you know, I come from that strict household, you know, a strict conservative household. So, you know, going to adulthood, I was lost and confused. And um, so, yeah, man. And then at the beginning of this year, I was like, man, I'm, I'm going to make personal branding and, you know, going along the lines of working with people to build up their online presence, my full-time gig. And uh, in October to find my management ventures as a public relations company. And uh, yeah, man, all, all eyes for it. I love it. I love it. You know, we never, uh, we never got uh, caught up. We meant to do it before this podcast, but then I was, uh, I was being a clown here and running behind because I was getting off another call. <laughs> no you worries. Know, what, what, what brings you to, I know you mentioned you're living in Arkansas right now. Let's, let's get that yeah. one out of the way. Cause I've been, that's been burning. I want to ask you what, what's going on. Oh Arkansas? man. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm from Jacksonville, Florida, and then I ended up networking with some people out in Bakersfield, California. And, you know, I was on and off in Bakersfield. It was a crazy experience, a crazy story. I'm going to highlight that in the future in my book, so I don't have to explain it every single time. But, uh, sure. yeah, you know, I was in Bakersfield for about 10 months away from everybody, away from family. All my family's on the East Coast. I flew all the way to the West Coast and said, man, I'm going to figure it out. And uh, crazy story is I took a one-way flight out there. Uh, it was actually a round trip. I, I was flown out to Los Angeles for VidCon. And uh, <laughs> I, I left a note underneath my pillow at the time because I was living with my grandparents and, you know, just trying to figure things out. And uh, I left a note underneath saying, that, hey, I'm not coming back. I love you guys. I hope that you respect what I did. And uh, my grandparents were supportive of it, but it was, you know, a crazy time. And, you know, I was sleeping on the floor in Bakersfield. And, you know, I, I flew back. I took a trip to France, flew back to Jacksonville, defeated. It was, you know, I flew to France for a girl, too. That's the craziest thing. And, um came back home and then I flew back out to Bakersfield and then I met a girl on Twitter and uh, this was the time that it actually worked and we were connected for about a year and a half on on and off on Twitter you know never really had too many conversations like I saw her supporting me you know and I would see an occasional post here and there and uh, we started talking around the end of March beginning of April and uh, you know we we had really good chemistry a really good connection and the next thing I know I'm like well um, you know I, I'm about to leave Bakersfield anyway so why don't we get a place together? And that's pretty much what happened, man. In August, I flew over to, to Arkansas, Little Rock, um, met up with her, stayed at her apartment for a couple of weeks and, um, you know, and then ended up moving in together and getting an apartment. It's a modern day love story here on the Crazy, man. podcast. I absolutely love it. Let's do it, dude. I, um, we could go all day on your, your, your story. And that's what we mostly jammed on for 30 minutes here this last weekend. But uh, dude, let, let, let's jump into PR, man. If, if that's cool. Cause I'm really, I'm really curious. I've got some questions for you in terms of, uh, I, I, I want to start with, uh, um, you know, when we work with, when we work with our clients and they're building up, mm -hmm. we really, we preach something that has been preached to like, I feel like it's very it's like you need to double down on one platform and build out mm -hmm. your audience on your one platform first and really validate your, your ideas through, 
uh, one, because you're going to be able to really push yourself in and actually make a name for yourself and actually just more so from an overwhelm standpoint, it's more important that you're showing up daily, you're doing your things every single, each and every day. I know you're all over, you're on every single platform, you're active on these ones. I want you to talk about the versatility of actually from taking somebody from scratch, let's say they look into attach a personal brand to their business, to their work, whatever it is that they're doing. Can you kind of bring us into maybe almost like your client's corner in the sense of what would be that first meeting? Right. What's some of the right. strategy that you pull over? Do you do the one platform strategy? Is it multiple platforms? I was just reading your article here. You're talking about the value of getting a, uh, a big article like in a Yahoo Finance versus right. actually just doubling down and building organically first. Mm -hmm. Bring us into your corner as if, uh, as if the kid after an audience was your own personal mm -hmm. client. What are some things, what are the things that we're actually aiming for with the personal brand and how do we actually obtain those by taking actionable steps just to get started? Absolutely. And phenomenal question, man. And thank you for doing your research and taking the time to read all of that. Um, and I start every single training with two, two different subjects. I normally work with my clients and, and do four separate calls. That's the biggest thing that I market. That's the biggest thing I work with them on. And it's four trainings to where I have an initial call, right? And that, that's where I educate them. That's where I make sure that their mindset is correct. Those are the two biggest principles. And so to, to define personal branding is something that's very important because most people get personal branding mixed up. They get it confused and they have a horrible definition of it that has no grounds. Personal branding at the core is who you are, right? You're the only Aaron Griffin that was born to your parents on the specific day at that specific time who has lived your specific life. And most people think that a personal brand is something that you have to create when in actuality it's something that you have always had. The moment that you were born, you had a personal brand. It's just now we're putting a name to it. It's like the people who are involved with business before they knew the entrepreneur was who they were. It's kind of the same thing. And personal branding now in 2021, moving forward at social media is something that's extremely, extremely important because more and more people are trying to become well-known. They're trying to build a business online. They're, you know, we, we saw with the coronavirus, everything's moved online. How are you supposed to get attention with 3 billion plus people on social media and on the internet if you don't have a personal brand? And so working with a client and working with, with people, I like to establish that they're, they, it, it's a 50-50 approach. Most people want to become well-known solely for what they do and for who they are, or for what they do, right? My approach is I want to make you well-known for who you are, take the celebrity influencer approach, and I also want you to be well-known for what you do. That's, that's how you lay the foundation. That's how you have longevity. Um, because oftentimes, think about a dentist on Instagram, right? Let's say a dentist becomes well-known because he posts viral content that is of dental work, right? People are satisfied by seeing teeth being cleaned and fixed. And so a couple of years down the road, the dentist has a million followers or a couple hundred thousand on Instagram, and that's his biggest platform of choice. But he chooses to get out of dental work. What is he going to do now? Are people following him just for the content he creates or for who that man is, for who that doctor is? And that's kind of my methodology, or methodology, excuse me, and uh, my approach with working with clients where they have a celebrity brand, but they also have an exper expert brand, right, where they position themselves. I like being on one platform. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But the only issue that comes about is if you have one audience on one platform and that's where you're putting out all your content, let's say that platform disappears. Let's say you're, and obviously, you know, if you're on Facebook or Instagram, it's pretty crazy to think that they just up and disappear overnight, but it's possible, right? Parler, which is a, a super right-wing conservative app, which literally just removed from all the stores within the past 48 hours, right? The people who are only building a brand there are screwed because they don't have their brands anywhere else. And to give you an example, a real life example, I was talking to this model. She has 300,000 plus on Instagram. 
she achieved virality with her content, right? The sex appeal side of things, you know, a lot of people wanted to see more of her. And um, she ended up growing an audience over the course of about four years to 300,000. And she was verified. But the issue was, she was nowhere else. She was nowhere else to where if you were to go to her Facebook, you were to go to Twitter, you were to go to Pinterest or these different social media platforms, you couldn't find her. So you're lacking that celebrity brand. The people who have the results that I truly want and that my clients want and that I imagine you want are on multiple platforms. Now their audiences are bigger on one platform. Kim, Kim Kardashian has more followers on Instagram than she does Twitter or Facebook, but at the same time, she has that presence there. And from a credibility standpoint, what pops up when you're Googled? And that's, you know, you can only take up so many search results if you're only on one page. I love it. I love it. What's the, what are some things that if someone's in business, someone who's specifically, let's say they're trying to drive mm -hmm. calls, right? They just, they want to get on a one-on-one -on -one call with you. That's going to be the best way. That's going to be the biggest needle mover for their business is somebody who is in their avatar base, someone who fits who they're working with. They want to get on a call. What are the things you look for on their profile that need to be highlighted, need to stand out? What are some of the, the, the do's and don'ts essentially for setting right. up a profile that's actually going to push out, you know, what we want, what we want mm -hmm. in terms of the actually getting results, right? Getting people on calls. When I can, which is pretty much on every single social media platform and bio, right? Different, different platforms have different character limits on bios. But to use Facebook, you have, I think, 101 characters for a bio. So you have very little space to put a lot of information. I always start with the who, what, when, where, and why. If you can try to cover that in a very short amount of time in a, in a very like one or two sentence um, phrase, then that's where you go. So you cover your personality, right? So to give you an example, are you an actress? Okay, well, if you're an actress, what are some of the things that you enjoy doing? I was working with this one client. Her name is Donna DeGregorio, and she's been in a couple of films. And uh, I was like, okay, so in your bio, right? And you're not just an actress, you're Donna DeGregorio. So you need to appeal to the emotional side, right? So you're a mother, you love coffee, you love going to the beach. You're, you know, you're, you have a sense of humor. So you put that in the bio and then you say that you're an actress. And so I start with that. If you can cover the who, what, when, where, and why it's, it's, you know, basic, just like you're writing a paper for college or something like that. Like if you can cover those bases and give that understanding. The other thing is professionalism. You know, I'm not saying that you have to be some suit and tie dressed up and have a super professional, you know, profile picture. I'm in a t-shirt right now and a backwards hat, you know, like I'm not dressed up in a suit and tie. Now that's part of my image, but just by being professional, but also being personable, that's like the biggest thing. The other thing it goes into the marketing aspect is do people even know what you do, right? When I was in a transition of my business and figuring out, okay, do I want to do a public relations firm or a media agency? It was very confusing to figure out what I did and what, and like why you would want to work with me. And then I, that's why I recognized, I was like, I have to define my company, my specialty and my, you know, my expertise. So it can be easy for people to understand what I do. And if I am someone who can help them achieve their goals in life. And so you also have to make it convenient and efficient. You know, it's like every single time um, someone has to do more research on you, they're less interested. I love that. I love that. So can we go into, I guess for you, what's some of the, or actually, actually, you know, just to play devil's advocate, what, what are you losing out on without a bio? Assuming without you're, a bio, yeah, you look like everybody else, mm. right? People, people get the assumption that because there are so many people that we're connected with online that are doing big things that are other business owners, that every single person is a business owner. 
And we fail to recognize that social media is an echo chamber for people like us, for the content we like to consume, for what we do. The majority of people, 99% of people are normal people who are not business owners, right? They're living their own life. And so we have to make sure that we are doing what we can to stand out. We're not just an average Joe who's working a nine to five. And there's nothing wrong with working a nine to five. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having the name Joe. But at the same time, you have to stand out if you want to get that attention. And if you're, if you're choosing to not take a couple minutes of your time to fill a space out that you could fill out, you're viewing it with the wrong, with the wrong perspective. Mm, I love that. I love that. Well, tell me about the differences in terms of like, uh, I guess for like a, uh, for, for a page where you're actively trying to, let me see if I can get the words out on this, where you're actively trying mm -hmm. to engage what I guess here's the difference what's the difference between growing a following and using the following to drive revenue for your business is, are there different approaches you take absolutely there are can you go through those absolutely some of the yeah well, well the thing is man a lot of people focus only on the follower account and they don't focus on the relationships business is 100% about relationships people got it so screwed up with you know online and with seeing the follower account this person who has a k next to their you know image and and don't get me wrong, having higher numbers is important. Having a good engagement is important. But the way that you grow that core following and have that long, I, see, I'm, I'm going into this with a long-term vision, with long-term success on my mind. I want to lay down a foundation that is in concrete, not in sand. That's why it's taken me. I say that it's taken me longer than it should have taken me. And I've only been doing this for three years. But I view it from the attitude of man, like I should have already been farther ahead. But then I remind myself, Isaac, I was laying down the foundation to build up off of. So I have no issue with that. And a lot of times people engage with somebody or people create content only looking to receive something in return. They're not giving. And relationships aren't built that way. They're, they're two-sided, they're reciprocal. And so to drive revenue effectively and to actually make money, you have to have relationships with a person. Otherwise, you're, it's the same thing in sales. You have a, a cold lead, a warm lead, and a hot lead. I don't want to have to take all of my time trying to take you from cold to hot. The entire purpose of building your personal brand and creating content and building a following is to take people from cold to warm. So when you get on a call, a call with them, you're taking them from warm to hot. That's the entire point. It's to save you time, cut time frames, and to be more efficient to where you can have a higher close rate, right? Like that's the other thing. Personal branding allows for higher closing rates because people already trust you. That's why I got my online business, a public relations firm on the Better Business Bureau. I'll use that example. Most people don't think about getting their business on the Better Business Bureau when in actuality, it's free to get on. This is, a, this is literally like value right here. It's free to get listed on the Better Business Bureau for your business. It's making you stand out and you have a level of trust. I would much rather work with the company who has verification or accreditation or 100 five-star reviews than the company that I can't find or the person who I can't find for that let, matter, let, or no testimonials. Yeah, yeah. let's stem on that. Can we go further on that? What are some of the things where people who are either launching a brand, launching a business, unless they're launching a brand, I guess it'd be more so launching a product or service through an extension of their personal brand. What are some of those things that are overlooked? Because to me, I immediately don't think of Better Business Bureau as like the place I gotta make sure I'm registering, right? What are some of those other aspects where are probably overlooked, but and why are they important to make sure that we capitalize on besides authority? Yeah, that's authority. Absolutely. I think it's thinking outside of the box. People just don't do it. 
people people think that you know oftentimes i've been approached and i almost find it insulting at times but it shows why this is a good industry to be in a good business model to be in um you know people are like so you do personal branding so you only focus on social medias you do like twitter instagram linkedin and facebook and i'm like man i am insulted at that because there's more to it than just social media you know it's like are you getting on podcasts podcasting is a fantastic way to get free market share for yourself it pops up on google you know it's seo strong just doing this interview right doing this interview with you aaron is going to put my name on 100 new directories that i wasn't on before because it's now going to be associated with the get after it podcast and aaron griffin that's why it's it's important to write four words in books or testimonials right you you read a book you pick up a book you see testimonials from forbes wall street journal you know uh, other important and notable people and public figures and thinking outside of the box is the one thing that will completely change the game for business or for your personal brand. And when it comes to adding an extension of a product or service that's outside of, you know, just a, a separate company, you have to determine, are you trying to connect yourself to this company and be the lifeblood? Right? There are some drawbacks to building up a company that's built around your personal brand. You won't be able to sell it in the future as easy, right? I'm not going to be able to sell Mashman Ventures to somebody who's named John Doe. Like, I just, I, I'm not going to be able to because it's attached to me. So it's like, are you going into this with a commitment? Or are you going into this trying to get out in a couple of years? Those are a couple of things. Now, if you can start a business that is separate from your personal brand and entirely, it's named something entirely different, but you use your personal brand to drive traffic to that service or to that product, then that's effective. I like that. I like that a lot. What's a, besides social interaction, besides podcasting, what are some of the other extensions of a personal brand in terms of where you want to go in terms of, uh, uh, I guess, anything else that's overlooked on that front? What are some other ways that you can mm -hmm. grow an extension of your personal brand that might not be limited to simply a social media platform? Local, physical. People forget that relationship, that, that the internet, you know, a lot of times people who are building an online business only stay online and they don't go offline. If you can go offline, get involved with Rotary, get involved with the Rotaract Club for you younger people. Um, you can make connections with city council members, with local leaders, with local business leaders, local community leaders. You're going to be able to establish real one-on-one -on -one relationships with people, right? COVID or not, I'm still gonna shake your hand. Like, and that handshake is going to help me determine if I can trust you, if I wanna work with you, or if I can't not work with you. I'm that old, I might be 20, but I'm that old fashioned. Like I wanna shake your hand and look you in the eye so I know who I'm dealing with. So personal branding is not just online, it's also offline. So if you can go and get your name out there in your local community, right? I haven't been doing that too much here because I'm only staying in Arkansas temporarily. Like it's like a 12, 12 month plan and then I'm gonna, you know, we're moving to Miami. That's the goal, that's the plan. But as soon as I touch down in Miami and maybe even over the next couple of months, I'm going to start making those connections and those relationships, relationships with people who are in my surrounding areas. And then those people, because they're, you know, friends with you in real life, and I say real life, but, you know, face to face, you've shook their hand before. Um, they're more likely to support you and make introductions and make referrals. And you can become well known as that expert, not just online, but also offline in your local community. So true, because it's also it's just going to your local community uh, aspects and publishers. Not only does that help in terms of building up some brand cred mm -hmm. in your personal area, it's also it, it literally is going to be on the internet. It's going to be on there. It's going to it's going to right. be your SEO, dude. Uh, I got 
a lot of questions here, but I'm going to, I'm going to pivot. I want to actually move into your podcast here. You got some great uh, titles here on your podcast. I haven't had a chance to actually listen to your, to your podcast. I want you to give us a little bit of an overview, dude. What, what do you guys talk about? And, and one thing I can see certainly seems like a theme is we're talking about leadership. How do you foster leadership? I guess, so this is a split question. Um, not only just your podcast, but also for, 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 for leaders entirely, it's like, how, how do we, I, I often think of this with, with our clients, like how can we take leadership in the authority that you're exacerbating, the things that you are speaking to, the value they're providing? You are a leader. So like, how do you foster leadership into your personal brand? What can you do to do that? You want, you want to touch on a little bit in leadership and how that actually- Yeah, 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 yeah. So you're, you're touching on a good point and that's more so in the, in the area of marketplace positioning, right? Are you worth listening to? And if you are not showing people why they should listen to you by providing them with value and solutions to their problems, people will not take you seriously. By being on this podcast, I'm able to answer your questions and somebody listening to this might have a question about their bio on Facebook. Now they have an answer. So they're going to view me as a, an authority, right? Because they, they, they got value from me and I solved one of their issues. I answered one of their questions. That's leadership. That's marketplace positioning. And if you are not, see leadership, the best way to grow leaders and to exhibit leadership is by helping other people become leaders themselves, right? That's the thing. When you're in a business and especially a service-based business with like something you're doing, right? You're working with people to help their launches with their books, those different things. You're helping them become leaders in their own, own right, in their own niche, in their own field to where they can become that individual who you know has a book that is respected. And then outside of that, okay, so they have a book, but why should someone read the book? You know, it's like, I want to, I want to learn from people who have the results that I want. And if you can exhibit those results and you can exhibit your experience and your knowledge, then you're exhibiting that you are a leader, right? We're, we're leaders no matter what, right? You're a leader in your household and your family. Um, you know, I, I remember when I was in Boy Scouts, man, like I was in Boy Scouts for mo most of my childhood. And, um, you know, I, I was holding leadership positions and my entire goal was to help other people become leaders. And even in the workforce or even building up as a business owner, right? You need to train your people to be, be leaders themselves. And that's going to save you time. That's going to make the organization run better. And that's just going to make the world go around in a much better way. The world needs more leaders. And I, I've talked about that before. You know, I, I think that was literally a podcast episode before I was like, you know, the, we need more leaders um, because leaders ultimately lead themselves. They look to others to learn from, to be mentored by, but leaders lead themselves. We're on live with Isaac Mashman from uh, Mashman Ventures here. Uh, he's a PR uh, agency and positioning you online. Uh, I'm stoked uh, to be having this conversation, Isaac. I, I want to know what are some of the things that uh, in terms of your journey and working with uh, different clients, what are some of the more, I guess for you personally, what have been some of the biggest challenges you've overcame uh, just in the old online space? What was the biggest learning curve in the PR space for you uh, in coming up with this, not only this new venture, uh, well, it's not really new anymore. Going back to COVID, when you when you first launched, how did you kind of get to that pivot in terms of the expertise that you offer now? But also, what were some of the challenges? Was it was it working with your first few clients and learning how to actually get the reps of working with clients, or was the challenge actually getting to the knowledge base of, of figuring out different right. strategies for PR? What's been the biggest challenge for you in actually scaling your business in 2020? figuring out what I wanted to do. That was my biggest issue. That's always been my biggest problem. It, and the way that I solved that, right, for every problem, there's a solution, um, was just trial and error. 
I, you know, before I did Mashman Ventures, I was acting and did a sole proprietorship called Mashman Media and Mashman Coaching. I was focusing on social media. I got Ty Lopez's 67 Steps program, you know, and a whole bunch of these other things. And then I was like, you know what? I'm not really enjoying this. And then I had fr my friends and, you know, the people around me, they, they were needing help in personal branding and basic branding stuff. And so I became the go-to person for the brand and my friend group. And then from there, I was like, you know what? I've been doing this for myself and I have results. I have success and like success to an arguable point. Um, and then I, I kind of recognize that more and more people need what I you know, could offer. You know, what I did for myself, other people could use. And I, to me, man, you know, once you learn to a certain point, it becomes like second nature. It's unconscious competence. You literally don't even think about it. You just do it naturally to where you fail to realize and remember that other people don't know what you know. It's the same thing with speaking a language, right? You expect everybody to know your language and then you go across seas and you realize that nobody speaks your language or very few. And, um, you know, so my biggest hurdle was figuring out what I wanted to do. And then afterwards, I recognized how much opportunity there was. And then um, how do I stand out, right? You know, I'm 20 years old. I have to position myself as that person who knows what he's talking about, regardless of age. That was another challenge, you know, a challenge that I really haven't talked about too much publicly, but all these people and all these other young kids flashing in front of Lamborghinis that they rented that, you know, they, they come from a household that, you know, their parents were wealthy and now those kids are acting wealthy as well. And like, they have it all, you know, they, they give real entrepreneurs a bad rep, right? It's the flashy glitz and glamour. And so I was like, how do I position myself to where I'm not like that douchebag online to where I can actually like be someone who's a real dude who people can follow and learn from who's building a real business. That was another big challenge. Mm -hmm. What's your, what are your goals for 2021 boss? What are you doing with this? What's going on with, uh, with, with your brand personally? Mm -hmm. And I got, I got three big goals. Um, I, I'll, I'll list off four of them. One, $250,000. It's a very specific number. Um, I have a four year plan. I want 250 this year, a million next year a million in one month in 2023, and then a million a month by 2024. Um, I want to launch my book. It's going to be part one of my autobiography, I'm launching that on the third. Shoot, I just, okay, I'm just going to say it. I'll, I'll lay it out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be launching my, my first uh, autobiography, which is going to be basically be from, you know, birth to, you know, where I'm at in 2020, the end of 2020. Um, that's going to be launched on the third year anniversary of my graduation date. And then I want to speak in front of stage on front of a thousand people, Lord willing, by the end of this year, we can go back to normal and go back to doing events and eating at restaurants and that kind of thing. And then the final goal is, you know, currently with my business model, working with clientele, I, I have to take a lot of one-on-one -on -one time, you know, and the entire point of running a business is to save you time. And so I'm, I'm going to be working on a very, very intensive course, uh, actual training program. That's like legit. That's going to cover value. Not, you know, one of those, Shopify courses that's going to teach you how to make a million dollars. All you have to do is buy my course, but I'm going to be working on a course and publishing that by the end of the year as well. And I'm marketing that. So mm, I love a couple it, of big ones. Qu quick question for you. I want to wrap with this. If we can, dude, uh, what do you, where do you look for in terms of uh, mentors in terms of leaders? How do you determine who you're going to work with? How, who do you aim? Like, you know, who do you aim for? What, what kind of information you're consuming? How do you audit that? Right. What are you looking at in terms of, uh, yeah, in terms of investing in coaching and mentors and really trying to get you to that up level? Because those are, those are pretty awesome goals. Yeah. I, I love that question, brother. Um, absolutely love that. And mentors is, mentorship is not something that um, I really had too much in my own life. You know, like I, when I was in Boy Scouts, I looked up to my scout leaders and all those people. And at the time, I didn't realize that that was actually mentorship, but it was. But getting involved with business and, you know, getting, you know, in, into this next stage and chapter of my life, 
um, network marketing was, was the one thing that really pointed my eyes towards mentorship and defined what it was. And uh, even then, I was very picky with who I listened to. In order for me to find a mentor or to listen to a mentor and actually digest what they say and what they tell me, they have to have the results in the area that, I'm, that they're teaching me on. Mm-hmm. And I was never that guy who listened to the person making a couple thousand dollars a month. I was that cocky guy who was like, I want to learn from the person making $500,000 a month because what you don't realize is all the information that we're sharing or that mentors teach you is regurgitated. They learned it from somebody who learned it from somebody who learned it from somebody. It's like you, you play that game telephone, right? You start off with a message and by the end, the message is entirely different. I want to go up the line as quickly as possible or as far up as possible rather to where I know the person who, who's telling me something knows what they're talking about. They have the experience. Um, you know, I've gotten 99% of my mentorship online through YouTube, through books. You know, I, I have books over there. Um, recently, I, I just took the books out of my office, but you know, I have 10X Roll by Grant Cardone. I have uh, Getting to Yes, which is a uh, book on negotiations. I have, you know, 475 tax deductions. Like I'm learning from these different people who have the results that I want. And um, people don't, have to go and and find somebody locally or reach out to somebody online to learn from them like there's a lot of free content online that these mentors that we would otherwise want to work with have produced that we can learn from and and the beautiful thing is man you're you're i'm big on self-development and that's the core of my podcast it's growing as an individual it's personal growth because if i'm able to save time then i'm able to you know, live my life in a more efficient and better way in a better manner. And that's the entire point, I think, of of finding mentors. You know, I don't want to take the same 20 years to learn something that I could learn in 30 minutes. Mm. Oh, that's a great line. Uh, Isaac Mashman, he's got his podcast, Chase the Vision with Isaac Mashman. Mashman uh, uh, Ventures, I'm stoked. And really, uh, it's been it's been an awesome opportunity for you to volunteer your time with us. I really appreciate it. Uh, I want to give a shout out here just on Facebook. We had Joanne. We had Chris uh, Fizz was live here with us. Uh, Calvin's uh, dropping in a couple comments here. Really appreciate you all coming in live. Uh, We're going to wrap things here. If you guys want to get more from Isaac, Isaac, where can people find more from you? How can they want to inquiry to be able to work with you potentially? What are some of the uh, what are some of the channels that they can get more in tune with your brand and your mission, man? You're doing some cool stuff. How can we uh, support you on that vision? Aaron, my man, thank you again. It's an absolute honor. And thank you guys for tuning in live. I appreciate that. Um, Because just like I'm volunteering time and you're volunteering time, you're also volunteering time watching this. So thank you. Uh, You can find me literally everywhere. IsaacMashman.com is a good place to start. Um, You know, and if if you're interested in personal development, I actually have a document up there for for free that you can download highlighting all the personal development choices that I got. Um, You can follow me Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook at send me a friend request. And um, yeah, you can find me everywhere. If you want to work with me and learn learn a little bit more what I can do to to, do to help you, um, shoot me a message, send me a text. My, my phone number is all over the web. Make it very easy to get, you know, access to me. And uh, yeah, appreciate the uh, the opportunity, Aaron, most definitely. Oh, dude, thank you. All right, y'all. Thanks so much for joining us here. Episode 120 of the Get After Podcast. Check us out tomorrow for more content. As always, I'm Aaron Griffin. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. <laughs>